Welcome to the Respect the Hustle podcast hosted by the nursing students at Mount Royal University. My name is Olivia Studley, she, her. I'm a second year nursing student in my community placement. I wanted to acknowledge that we are on Treaty 7 land and we're excited that you guys are here with us today. The Respect the Hustle podcast is student-driven journalism that examines what issues are affecting our community. This series looks at what we are gaining and losing by committing to the hustle lifestyle. We intend the series to be conversation-based, informal, and all about the experiences and insights of our community. I'm joined today by Danny Lee, registered psychologist, and Alicia Bagshaw, Mount Royal student, to discuss time insecurity and how students can navigate it. Thank you guys for joining me today. Alicia, can you start us off by telling us your pronouns and what program and year you're in? Yeah, so my pronouns are she, her, and I am in second year of child and youth care counseling, which is in the Bachelor of Child Studies degree. Nice, thank you. And Danny, can you tell us your pronouns and explain what you do for work, what program you run, and how you work with time insecurity? Yeah, so my pronouns are she and her. Um, And as you said, I'm a registered psychologist, so I actually work with the MRU Student Counseling Center. And I just started actually in September, so I'm a bit of a newbie as a full-time member now of this community. And because I've also worked with students in the past at the UFC, well aware of the challenges and struggles that I think we all have with time, especially with students, though. Yeah, nice. So... Experts say we need eight hours of sleep, but when we also have multiple hours of classes, about two hours of homework per class, need an hour for physical activity, some time to see family, time to eat, to work, and not to mention the time to commute. It looks like we'll be needing 48 hours a day to get everything done that we are supposed to. What do you think about this? (laughs) How should we go about this? I think that's fairly accurate in terms of like there are so many different competing responses and demands and obligations. I think what might be important to navigate is, you know, what is most useful, what is most important, and are there different ways that people can prioritize how they use their time? Because I think something that I've really observed is a lot of people are very critical of themselves and very caught up in what maybe society tells them they have to do with their time. And I heard you say the word need, but I'm more curious, I think, of what people observe in themselves as most useful and helpful with how they choose to spend their time. Nice. So when we looked at how people spend their time, we found from Mount Royal survey from January to February 2022 that says students spend more time on social media than with their family or friends. We want to know if this is a cause or a symptom of a bigger problem. Burnout is real, and as long as our scrolling thumbs are working social media, it has become a comforting way that we can turn off our brains. How do we find a balance when we always seem to be running out of time? And I wonder how the pandemic also impacted our need to be on social media, too, because I think for many people, that was a source of connection. That was one of the only sources of feeling that we are fulfilling our social need was to be on social media. And I really want to honor how hard it is to switch now that everything has gone back in person. I, too, am a doom scroller and I, too, struggle with social media and and how much is useful. It's hard to balance that research has found that social media is not an activity that is relaxing, calming, soothing. 
And I think that it's it's hard to balance. Like it's absolutely hard to balance. And and something I often invite people to do is to just be more intentional of it. Be open to acknowledging how often do you automatically go to your phone? What are you looking at? And is the content that you are looking at, is it connecting to anything meaningful, enriching? Because I also honor there's so many social media groups out there that are incredibly validating or useful or thought provoking or inspiring or, you know, meaningful, but I need people to like judge that for themselves. And and something I think that can be really helpful is just to be more aware of how you use it and the effect that it has on your life and whether that effect is useful or whether it's bringing you away from your goals. Yeah, that is something really good to think about. And I have a question for you, Alicia. What are the demands on your time? So how often are you thinking about time management? Um... I don't even know how to answer that question because I don't think there's really any time where I'm not thinking about how I need to be spending my time. For me personally, my demands range from I have three days of practicum a week and I have four three-hour classes and I also have multiple chronic illnesses so I have to balance that. I'm married, I have friends, like there are so many things that need to be balanced and managing time is probably the number one thing on my mind throughout any given day and is probably the number one stressor on my mind and my friends. Like, I don't think there's something that even comes close to making us as stressed as time management does. Yeah, that is so true for so many students. So when COVID happened, did you get more time? What was that like? So COVID was really interesting. I wasn't a student at the beginning of COVID, but then I was kind of going into that September and I did have more time for sure, but I don't necessarily know if I made better use of my time. I think because of just trying to balance all the anxiety that was happening in the world, I definitely spent way more time on my phone. Like we kind mentioned than I ever had before. And I feel like new things came up and I needed a lot more time to sort of take care of myself than I needed before. So it was still very much a struggle to balance time, even when it seemed like there wasn't a lot that needed to be done, like schedule wise. Yeah, the COVID definitely negatively impacted a lot of people's mental health. (laughs) So how have things changed for you since then? Hmm. I think I put a lot more emphasis on making time for the people in my life than I think I did before the pandemic. Now I schedule in making time for those connections, whereas before it definitely wasn't. Yeah, nice. All right. So are the things that you spend your time on actually the things that you value the most? That's a really good question. Some of them, absolutely. Some of them I think I wish I didn't value as much as I do. For example, my grades are very, very important to me. And I hold myself to a really high standard. And I logically know that as long as I'm understanding the material, it's really not going to matter in the long run as long as I'm passing, especially being a counseling student. It's much more about my actual skill than the grades that I'm getting. But for me, I refuse to get 
a grade that would bring down my GPA. And so I spend so much time making sure that I'm getting really good grades where I don't, that's not really a value that I have as a person, but it is something that I spend a lot of time on. But spending a lot of time with friends is something that I really value. And spending time with family is something that I really value, which I do put a lot of time into. So I think it's very mixed, kind of same with like the flip. I don't put a lot of time into taking care of myself and even like managing my illnesses and stuff as much as I should. And that is a value that I hold. It's just not something I really execute. And so some things line up, some don't. Yeah. All right. So that kind of ties into my next question. I was going to ask when you don't have time, what is typically the thing that falls like sleep, self-care, leisure time? What are you prioritizing? I'd say that self-care is definitely the first thing to go when I'm really overwhelmed. And especially with the work I do for practicum with really high-risk youth, it is a lot emotionally. And I find that I won't pull back on how much I'm giving, but I will absolutely pull back on maybe the time I take after a shift to make sure that I'm okay with what happened during the day. I'll just go straight into homework or I'll just go straight into making sure that a friend's okay. So I think self-care is absolutely the first thing that goes. I think a big part of that is because so much of my focus in everyday life is around other people and I really like being around other people. And so it's sort of what naturally just kind of falls off. Yeah, all right. Uh, Danny, do you have any thoughts? I think that's really common for students is, you know, certain choices go to the side. And I also want to honor, like, are there assumptions about what self-care is, though, right? Like for some people, though, there is something very meaningful and fulfilling with helping others doing that homework as well. So I also want to broaden our ideas of like, what is it that in the present moment you might need to recharge those batteries and what that looks like for one person might be very different for that other person. Do I believe that sleep, you know, taking a breath, eating well, exercising is important? Absolutely. And do I also on and recognize that for different people, choices have to be made in the moment to figure out what it is that you might need to not only make it through the day, but to keep you going. And I think for some people, it is going to be, you know, connecting with folks, helping others, doing that work, because I'm hearing that, you know, Alicia cares about success and competency and and like grades can often reflect that. And I think if that's important to you, sometimes it's more about there are going to be times where values are in conflict, values are intended more than anything else. Yeah. So Danny, how do you think time stress can affect mental and physical health among students? I think people's relationship with time is very complex. And I think when it is the perpetuating sort of belief that there's not enough time, I think that can feel very overwhelming and and almost a sense of helplessness, as well as a lot of just worry about time and sort of that fixation on how to use time, quote unquote, correctly or effectively or productively, like all those words that we'll hear. So I think people's health and wellness will impact their relationship with time. And people's relationship with time will impact their health and wellness. And if it's the feeling of not having enough time, like that's really defeating. That can be really hard to feel confident and competent and that you're living a worthy, deserving life. So I think, yeah, the relationship with time is one that students have been grappling with for 
since being students. And I think the pandemic also really shifted our relationship with time as well. And I think that was deeply impactful because you had asked like if it felt like there was more time. There was time, but it was also harder to structure that time. It was harder to even acknowledge transitions in the day of time. And for some people, it was even more confusing to not have that little bit of commuting, that getting outside to go to and walk to class, separation of like, sleep space from study space like that was also a very confusing relationship with time and now with everything going back in person I think there's almost an unrealistic expectation that we're all just supposed to bounce on back and now perfectly know how to structure our day and time when we've spent so many years not having that so absolutely contributes our time stress contributes to how we think about ourselves how we feel in our bodies and and brains and and our ability to cope and manage and I think that deeply impacts our physical mental emotional and psychological health yeah and I want to talk a little bit about procrastination have you seen a lot of students struggling with procrastination Absolutely. I also have a bit of a view on procrastination that it's not good or bad, right or wrong. It's a human response. It's a human behavior. I think a lot of students have noticed that the choice to procrastinate has often led to unintended effects, I think, like missing assignments, deadlines and things like that. I think with the pandemic and the loss of like structure and those sort of transitional periods, I think it was easier for people to fall into patterns of procrastination, easier to lose track of time. And I think coming back to now all these additional sort of structural pieces of time and having to input now the commuting time, the coming from one class to another, all those life obligations Alicia was talking about, I think absolute procrastination is prevalent throughout the student population. Whether or not it's an issue, though, really depends on the person and how they procrastinate and the effects of it. Yeah. So what are some strategies to help minimize procrastination? If it is an issue, then it's being curious around noticing what is contributing? What is pulling you towards the choice to delay? Because that's what's going to uncover useful strategies. Like I could sit here blue in the face and list some of the things that you can Google around how to stop procrastinating. But at the end of the day, like people need to take a very curious, reflective look at themselves and figure out what are some choices that are going to raise the likelihood of me doing and what are things in my environment or that are happening internally that are pulling me away from that. So that's that's my sort of very overarching response to procrastination. Yeah, nice. That was perfect. So in our Mount Royal Wellness Survey, we found that 86% of students reported procrastination as their number one problem or challenge in the last 12 months. Problems start compounding when students are faced with more stress. So academics, finances, career, even our personal relationships, they all require time and attention to maintain. And when burnout starts, it becomes harder and harder to dedicate that energy to the things that we need to do. Do you have any advice to help with burnout for students? I think it goes back to maybe being okay with allowing yourself to do one task at a time and giving yourself permission to be within that task, whether it is meeting with a friend and giving yourself time and permission to enjoy that. Because I think what ends up happening is we might even be doing quote unquote useful choices, but not allowing ourselves to enjoy it. Or we're feeling guilty because society or the program or professors are telling us to do something different with our time. I think with burnout, it's really connecting to what Alicia was talking about like what matters to you, what you care about, what you value, and being okay with making those choices that reflect that. And so 
you know, with burnout, I think it has to be allow yourself to take a breath and do a meaningful activity and the practice. And it's a practice of allowing yourself to be enjoying that moment and that time and seeing it as useful and helpful. Because I think over time, what happens with burnout is people start to really criticize themselves, condemn themselves, punish themselves, or see themselves as not good enough. One way to respond to that is to sort of step back and build up a different relationship with yourself. Yeah. All right. So my next question is for Alicia. What have you already done to try to manage stress, uh, manage self-care and leisure? And what skills have you developed to get through this? I would say probably the biggest and most helpful tool that I have found in terms of time management is I structure my time like to a T. I will plan out what assignments I'm doing on what day. I have a very detailed calendar for every aspect of my life, for medical appointments, for friends, for assignments. And having it all there allows me just to get it out of my brain. And also then I am able to see in front of me if there's a really big imbalance. I'm able to see, okay, so I am spending 20 hours this week on an assignment and I am spending one with my spouse. Like that is not balanced. So it really kind of helps me to take a step back from those self-implicating thoughts that we talked about and kind of see it from more of an objective standpoint that I can recognize if I'm putting too much emphasis on something in my life. Because for me, I understand that I really need balance. I need alone time and I need time with my friends and I need to work on my schoolwork. And for some people, that isn't the case. I know people who really don't need to be social and that works for them. Other people don't need any time alone and that works for them. For me, unfortunately, I kind of need it all. And so having it in front of me has been so helpful. And that took a really, really long time to learn that skill because it doesn't come naturally. Yeah, that is something I need to definitely have in my own life. I also struggle with time management so much. So, Danny, what strategies have you seen students using? I have students that absolutely schedule every single hour, and it's immensely helpful. And I have students where that is daunting and anxiety-provoking, and it might be something different where maybe the, the sticky notes or a checklist or not having that, having an accountability partner, learning how to prioritize, having charts those are more useful for them, right? And also I know people that multitask and, you know, we might hear like, you know, that's not useful. But my biggest thing is for people to find what helps and what works for them. And when you hear possible strategies and ideas and resources and tools, just to be curious of them and try them through the lens of what is it like for me? What am I noticing? Is this useful or is it not? And you let that go and you try something different. And Last question for you today. What is something that students can do today that can help them? My big thing is allow yourself to take a breath, (laughs) right? Like this podcast, these ideas we're talking about, allow yourself to take that breath and allow yourself to ask, you know, what is one small meaningful thing I can do for myself right now and be okay with if it's only five minutes Why are we not valuing five minutes that five minutes is okay to take that breath, chat with a friend, hear a friend's voice? Five minutes is okay to just take a breath and sit outside for a little bit. That's something that you can do today. And of course, come book an appointment with me, I guess. That could be something else to do. 
All right. Well, thank you both so much for being on the show. We've really appreciated your time. Special thanks to Danny Lee and Alicia Bagshaw for joining us today on our discussion about time insecurity. You've been listening to the Respect the Hustle podcast. Thanks for tuning in. The Respect the Hustle podcast is run by nursing students at Mount Royal University. You can find us online at livewell.buzzsprout.com. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about time and security, feel free to check out the links in the episode bio. And if you are going through any of these things, just know that you are not alone. <laughs>